Hello and a very warm welcome to your Actives Health Podcast, where every week we dive into EU health policy and bring you the latest health news from Europe. I'm Marta Yaola, and in today's episode we unwrap the new pharmaceutical package. Last week, the European Commission presented the eagerly awaited pharmaceutical package. The proposal is designed to ensure that all EU patients have timely and equitable access to safe and effective medicine, while at the same time boosting the attractiveness of the EU pharmaceutical industry. As explained by Commissioner Skinas in the presentation of the proposal, the text is based in the three A's, making medicines more available, accessible and affordable, and the three C's, maintaining the competitiveness of the EU pharma industry, ensuring medicines compliance with the Green Deal, and combating antimicrobial resilience. This package also includes orphan drugs, pediatrics medicines legislation, and last but not least, a council recommendation to step up the fight against antimicrobial resistance, also known as AMR. After various delays, this reform was received like a breath of fresh air by the stakeholders. Today, we speak with some of them to get their first reactions and see what are the next steps. We start with Thomas Albin, the Executive Director for Strategy and Healthcare Systems at the EU's Pharmaceutical Manufacturers Association, FPA. He explains what are the main aspects of the package for his association. Here at the EPF Congress, a huge thing that everyone is talking about is, of course, patient access to new therapies, patient access to care, and to make that equal uh, throughout Europe and reduce the current inequalities. And that's, of course, an objective that we in FBA uh, support, and we have developed several initiatives uh, to make sure that happens. Here, of course, most of the factors that uh, delay access uh, to new therapies for patients are at the national or regional uh, level. And this is where we need to get the revision of the pharmaceutical legislation right. Because it should be a huge opportunity for Europe to get into the forefront, uh, being really the region of innovation and research and development like we used to be. Uh, whereas during the last decades, we've uh, fallen behind. And now other regions, such as the US, are uh, way ahead of us. We need to get back to that position. Um, but then it's, it's, it's hugely important uh, that we don't try to solve problems through the wrong tools. One of the things FBI is not really happy about is the Commission approach to improve medicine access across Europe. Unfortunately, uh, some of the uh, ideas that have been proposed by the European Commission uh, would not actually improve access to patients, but it would reduce incentives for innovation. Uh, and that's really key for private investments in R&D. Uh, so if we want that to stay in Europe, we want clinical trials to happen in Europe, also hugely important uh, for patients. We need to find other ways to make sure we get more equal access for patients uh, in Europe. Equal access is also one of the top priorities for Medicines for Europe, which represents the interest of the generic and biosimilar manufacturers. Adrian Mandehoven, Medicines for Europe Executive Director, welcomed the proposal and recognized that it was a needed update. 
Well, I think uh, it's an interesting proposal. There are a lot of big changes uh, put in the proposal. Of course, this is the first reform of the pharmaceutical policy for 20 years. So uh, an update was obviously necessary. Uh, for us, there are three key uh, components to the legislation that are our top priorities. Um, one component is that the legislation is really striving to increase equity of access to medicines in all European countries. So you're probably aware that in smaller European countries or less wealthy European countries, the access to medicines is much lower than in bigger, wealthier countries in Western Europe. So the commission is really making an effort here to try and correct that. Obviously, there will be no miracles, but there are steps in the legislation to try and improve that. And one key step is that the commission is uh, endeavoring to encourage more timely access to generic and biosimilar medicines. Another key component for Medicines for Europe is the issue of shortages of medicines. Access to antibiotics and anything containing paracetamol or ibuprofen became more and more challenging for Europeans during winter, with the bloc experiencing serious medicine shortages. The Commission's proposal calls for a greater EU-wide coordination and appropriate measures to safeguard the supply and availability of medicines, not only during public health crises, but also in regular times. Here's again Adrian van der Hoven on the topic. We are concerned uh, about the increasing shortage of medicines uh, across Europe. Um, for us, one of the key challenges is not really at EU level, but at national level, which is that the, the pricing and procurement policies for many generic medicines, many of the essential ones like essential antibiotics or essential uh, cancer or oncology medicines, um, they are too extreme, which means that they push the prices of the medicines too low. And consequently, this leads to a, a consolidation of the manufacturing and increases the risk of shortage of medicine. So we're trying to change that. The legislation here is certainly not perfect. It could be improved because there's no real prevention strategy for shortages. For example, using data to try and predict shortages. That's something that could be added maybe by the parliament and the council. Um, but there are improvements, I would say, in how we notify uh, shortages to the European Medicines Agency or to national agencies, which should improve cooperation to manage those shortages. So there's good and there's bad, I would say, on the shortage side. Also happy about the publication of the proposal, Janis Natsis, director of the European Social Insurance Platform, highlighted the need to give stability to pharmaceutical systems in the EU. He lists affordability as one of the main objectives of the platform is working on. Yes, we are happy, we welcome the publication of the proposal. Actually, we were pushing for the proposal to be published as soon as possible because it is important to rebalance the pharmaceutical systems in Europe. We do have real challenges, we do have a sustainability challenge, we have an affordability challenge. It is important that we, first of all, we assess the quality of the innovation that we get. We cannot simply take for granted that every product uh, is better than the existing uh, options. Actually, we know that most new products are not truly innovative. Therefore, we need to have very good data on the quality of the treatments that are approved. And of course, uh, those need to be uh, affordable and they need to not threaten the sustainability of healthcare systems and social protection systems by extension. Um, it is important that this proposal serves the goal of equity 
and does not threaten solidarity in, in our societies. Therefore, it is important that and the negotiations will be lengthy, that we know. Um, but it is important that we all, and I think all stakeholders, uh, prove that they, they shoulder the burden of responsibility that corresponds in this social contract that we have. We, uh, we are of the opinion that we should not get to the point of having to choose because of the excessive prices or some aggressive uh, pricing strategies on, uh, when it comes to some products, that we have to choose between innovation or solidarity. This is a very painful dilemma that I think nobody wants to have to deal with. The pharmaceutical industry is very diverse and varies between countries in the European Union. To incentivize pharmaceutical innovation and enterprise in Europe, the Commission proposes simplifying the regulatory framework for the development of new medicines. As an important aspect of innovation, the Commission aims to regulate orphan medicinal products, which are the ones addressed to diagnose, prevent or treat rare conditions, those affecting 5 in 10,000 people or less. The term can also refer to medicines and likely to be the source of enough profit to make up for research and development costs. You know, pharmaceuticals is a very diverse landscape. Uh, we need to have proper, robust competition. And why? Because competition means uh, better and more options, treatment options. It means uh, sustainable healthcare systems. Uh, it means that you have a better uh, and a more level playing field within the sector. It's not only about the big pharmaceutical companies, but it's also about the smaller ones, the medium-sized ones. So it is important that we, through also the legislation, we nurture the, this very diverse landscape. Um, and another point, um, yes, we would like to see uh, stricter conditions when it comes to the orphans legislation. There, I think, the proposal could have been better, taking uh, into account the problems that we've seen uh, over the past uh, 20 plus years since the introduction of the orphans legislation in Europe. There it is important because we have an explosive mix of, of products coming onto the market with, I would even dare to say, poor data sets or incomplete data sets, uh, but with very, very high prices. So it is important that we know what are the products, how do they work for the patients, the products that we reimburse um, and the products that we are prescribing also, you know, the healthcare professionals, not us. But we need to have sufficient information and we need to make sure that uh, we get all the data necessary uh, on these uh, treatments. Another controversial aspect of this regulation is the introduction of transferable exclusivity vouchers to encourage the development of new antibiotics. Milka Sokolovic, Director General of the European Public Health Alliance, welcomes the proposed measures to prevent shortages. However, she advocates for another solution to incentivize research and development of novel antibiotics, different from the vouchers. We actually call for a balanced debate so that this legislation gets adopted in such a way that it serves the needs of all people uh, and across the European Union. More specifically, we welcome the transparency obligation uh, on uh, public funding in research and development. We very much welcome the measures to prevent, monitor and mitigate shortages. Uh, and also we like the approach and modulation to, to the incentives. Um, and we believe it's a good starting point. 
Um, on the other hand, we think that the transferable exclusivity vouchers do not offer the best solution for developing new antibiotics. There are better ways and options for that, and uh, we still have high hope that that might change. And in that sense, IFA and our members and partners um, really call on the Parliament and the Council of Ministers to ensure that um, their further discussions address the four key priorities. And they uh, include preventing, monitoring and mitigating the impacts of medicine shortages, as I mentioned, also ensuring equal access to affordable treatments across the European Union, um, to ensure that um, the new legislation provides transparency in the costs to taxpayers and health systems. And finally, importantly, to address the antimicrobial resistance crisis in an affordable way. This is all from us today. Thank you for listening. A friendly reminder that if you enjoy listening to our podcast, you can also subscribe to our newsletter that comes out also on Wednesdays. We'll keep making sure that you're up to date with the latest health news. Don't forget to also check other Euractive podcasts, AgriFood Brief, Tech Brief, and Beyond the Byline. You can also listen to them in all your favorite platforms. We also want to hear from you, so if you have something to say, don't hesitate to drop us a line Our email address is podcast at youractive.com or contact us on Twitter or LinkedIn. This episode was brought to you by Euractive's multimedia team. So a special thanks to them and one and only Jonas Helbach. See you next time and stay healthy 